Hi, it's Jeannie Kelly, and I am so excited to introduce you to Rachel Tresh. She is incredible. She's talking leadership, recruiting, motivation, changing careers after a long time in another industry. She's actually celebrating a year in the mortgage industry. I cannot wait for you to hear from Rachel Tresh. Hello, I am so excited today to be here with Rachel Tresh. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for so much. Thank you so much for Absolutely. having me on. Absolutely. And I know we met through my girl, Denise Panza, right? Denise. <laughs> she's she's just the connector. She's the LinkedIn letterboard queen. She is. She queen. totally is. And I'm so glad we she's connected, great. though, through Denise because I love your podcast. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank yep. you. And so Thank it's you. interesting. So lending leadership. I, I I can't wait to dive into that. But before we do, I was reading your bio that, and it makes sense. Now it makes sense that you have this fabulous voice and everything else. And the podcast works magically. And as I'm reading, I'm like, now I understand why. So before you got into the mortgage industry, you were doing voice leadership teaching. Tell me about it. I was. I was um, for about 11 years. This was so down here. This was my husband's man cave. He's a, a broadcast engineer. And um, when we were pregnant with my son, our oldest, I was like, oh, I don't I want to be there. I want to I want to not have a nine to five. So I was like, I'm going to give voice lessons. I've always I took voice lessons as a kid was always very theatrical. We had worked with a couple of kids in this studio to put together um, some albums for fun for some of our friends. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give voice lessons. He's like, okay. <laughs> and so it really took off. So for 11 years, this was my sing voice studio office where I would give acting and singing lessons to kids. And then, um, and then that kind of transformed into doing a lot of voiceover work, which I did not even know was a thing that you could do from home. Right. Um, but you know, storytelling and really just anything that you would hear someone and not see them. Um, I've done a lot of really cool spots right from this spot right I here. I love that. Yeah. Well, of course, cause yeah. you always wonder behind some of these, um, the apps, right. Or on the, the voices, who are they? So here we go. We know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so interesting. And, and, you know, I feel like sometimes when you're the kind of person who, not a yes person because we know those people are just overwhelmed with life, right? Um, but you say yes to the right things. Yeah. You never know where life's going to lead you. And uh, I had filled in for a friend of mine who she was away and she said, I forgot to do our church announcement. Can you do it? And I was like, I, I can't do that. She was like, Rachel, you have a full studio. <laughs> I was like, I can do that. And um, and I did I, I did it. And then they asked me to do it again. And then somebody else heard it and said, oh, can my company needs something. Can I pay you to do this? I was like, yeah. Nice. And, um, and then from there, I started using a platform called Voices.com, which basically works as your 
your agent in a sense and um, got a lot of exposure, really cool clients. And um, it was a great creative outlet that I still dabble in a little bit. I was going to ask you, are you out of it or no? So you still do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still have clients that come to me and and it's great. I mean, again, I'm I'm all for a creative outlet. I think everybody needs something just a little different to break up their day every now and then. And and for me, that's that's voice acting and singing and oh, yeah. All and stuff. now, how did you get into the mortgage industry? And it's almost your anniversary, so happy anniversary! I know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was one of those things that it completely fell out of the sky. Completely fell out mm. of the sky. Right. I I call those moments the. Uh, sliding door moments in life where it's like, whoa, where did, where did this come from? Or you have that choice, right? Where you can go this way or go this way, but you have mm-hmm. to make a choice. And so I walked through the mortgage door. Um, a cousin of mine was a branch manager at okay. Annie Mac and uh, my mom was visiting her and I had sent a video email to my mom. I was I was looking at some other companies, kind of like I've been doing voice lessons for 11 years and my kids are in school, in elementary school now. I'm like, oh, I want to see what else is out there. So I had sent a video cover letter, which these things are so cool. Video cover letter. And um, I said, Mom, can you let me know what you think about this? Well, she happened to be visiting my cousin, who's a branch manager. And my cousin said, hey, send that to me. And all of a sudden, I can see this video going all over the country. I'm like, because you can see who, wh- where, you can't see who opens it, but you can see where they are. Who, oh, how who cool. Look at the, the video. It. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, I'm like, what is, what is, this is weird. And my cousin calls me. She says, Rachel, my boss is going to call you. I'm like, Becky, I don't know what you do. She goes, I'm in the mortgage space. Just, just answer the call. And um, had a great conversation with uh, her regional vice president and I had no idea what I was doing. I had a mortgage. That was about it. But took a leap of faith and it's been it's been a great That's year. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that. <laughs> crazy. But you know what? That's how I like the world of crazy. Like those things that happen where you look back and say, what if I didn't like what if that day you didn't send that to your mom and it didn't like it's just timing, it's the magic, right? And you're, I love that when you said like, here you are, you know, 39 years in and a different career and you never expected it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I think sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm 39. I don't know. I'm You look at someone like Morgan Freeman. I read recently that he didn't even start acting until his mid forties, something yeah. like that. You know, so why why limit ourselves? And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a big girl job when I turn forty. So I turned forty in August, and I have a big girl job. But it's funny that um, being a mom is my hardest job that I got, and the managing <laughs> and the you know constant changing and changing of hats that we wear. So. Um, you know, I have a different perspective a year into this than I did going in, obviously. Now, what's your favorite thing that you do for this job? Well, you know, it's relationships. So it's just talking to people. I love talking with people at all different stages of their careers and, and really kind of opening their eyes to a different way of doing business where they're like, whoa, okay, I hadn't thought about that. 
you know, and it's very similar to what I did with voice lessons, which is just funny, um, of, of really listening and saying, okay, you're so good at this area right here, but right over here, I'm noticing that we, we can help you with that. Or have you, have you, have you seen, um, this perspective? Have you taken the time to look at this? And I did the same thing with voice lessons where it was really just kind of holding up that mirror. And, you know, sometimes you're not, you're, you're not going to be a fit for everybody and that's okay. But taking the time to get to know somebody, I love, I love conversations. I love this kind of stuff. And, um, man, the game has changed in the last five years of how we market ourselves and brand ourselves. And so, so I, I love doing podcasts and talking. Right. Now and- talk about your podcast. So talk about your day, like, what's your day when you're podcasting? What's your theme? Where do people find you? Yeah. So, well, I started off, uh, I knew I wanted to have a podcast last year, just like a lot of people, right? I want to have a podcast. Um, and I didn't really know what to do. So I figured, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to just start. I'm just going to start this thing and figure out. I didn't really have a great name. I was like, I don't know what to call this thing, but I just wanted to start. I wanted people to come to my social media and see that I was someone of value, someone that someone else wanted to talk to. If I'm bringing people into Annie Mac. If I'm bringing loan officers into my company, you know, I want them to know that I'm not just another recruiter out there. So, um, so I started and I didn't have a name. I called it phone a friend Friday cause I thought it sounded fun. That. And, um, and then, you know, as, as the year went on and I really kind of, I don't know, fine tuned everything. Um, I had the idea to call it lending leadership because, you know, lending has that double meaning. I'm looking for lenders. We are a lender at Animac mortgage lenders and leadership, right? But then it's also the the verb of lending leadership, offering leadership. And I think that we can we can learn something so unique from all different industries and experiences. And um so this summer I, I took some time, really, really learned what I was doing, not just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And um, took some time to rebrand and um, lending leadership. I'm recording now. And I, I like to record a, a number of different um, sessions and then kind of leak them out, you know, so you're not just scrambling for a guest. And oh, my gosh, I got to get this exactly. out there. But um, but but also not treating it like a hobby and just doing it here and there. I think the consistency is key for anyone who's thinking oh, of doing yeah, it. Yeah, that is a great tip. But one thing I love is that you just dove right in because that's the, so many times people will talk to me over and over about their same idea. And I'm like, how about just start, just start because once, and you know this, but once you build whatever business it is or your podcast, your company, you're always changing it. It's never perfect. So like, why, why do you keep waiting? Cause you want to do this. I'm, I'm waiting for that. I'm like, no, just start with what you have now because it's going to change for us. We may want to change it, but then also with the world, like you said, who thought that yeah. so many things would happen in the past 24 months and that we would be maybe using video more often to connect with others. But it happened. That's how we connected and we're growing. So you just have to start. You do. You do. Do you are you the kind of person that picks a word at the beginning of the year? Do you do that? (laughs) I do. What was do you remember your word? What was your word? Okay. (laughs) What what about you? 
Um, mine was consistency. Ooh, yeah. I feel like together, that's, we're good together then. Focus <laughs> yes. and consistency, yeah. right? Because, you know, so many times just going to that, back to just getting started, I think we expect things. Oh, okay, I put that out there. Where is everybody? Where Where are all the sales? Where are the people? Why is my phone not ringing? But you have to do it and do it again and again right. and again. And maybe it'll hit, maybe it won't, but but you'll learn something in the process. And constantly showing up for yourself, showing up for the people who are watching. I'm sure you notice this too, where it's people just kind of like to sit back and see what you're doing and wait and watch. And then all of a sudden, maybe nine months to a year later, they tell you, I've been, I've been watching what you're exactly. doing. And, and you never know. You never so know. take a bet on yourself. Yes. That's what I tell people. Just, just a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You're talking my, you're talking my talk because I love that. I love, um, I love betting on yourself. I mean, I talk about this all, all the time because if you're not betting on yourself, who's doing it for you? And of course you can have family exactly. and friends who are helping you, but I mean, you gotta bet on yourself and get going. And, uh, it's a big motivation for me. Now, what is your big motivator? Oh gosh. Right. Well, you know, I, I don't want to say it's typical, but my, my family, my kids, um, my husband, I got, my dog just ran by <laughs> dude, the dog, but you know, just, I, I love being able to show my kids, Hey, you know, mama can, can wear all these different hats and, and balance and model what success looks like. Um, that's a huge motivator. I'm extremely competitive too. <laughs> Um, and, and usually not with other people, but right. with myself when they say, okay, here's, here's a number that is, um, you know, for president's club or whatever. I, I'm like fighting for that, but I'm also someone that is very, um, integrity is the number one. So, you know, I want to find people and, uh, that I can help and bring them over to our company that would really make a difference in their, in their bottom line, in their, for their families. Um, so all of that in in combination. So when you bring people yeah, over, what drives me, and and so mm -hmm. and you recruit them, do you mentor them along the way? What happens? What's the process? Yeah. So in the beginning, it's really just the get to know okay. you, right? And and see, okay, are we better off together or are we better off apart? You know, where that's okay either way. Um, and then, you know, I feel like sometimes in some companies and I'm getting recruited a lot by, by other companies, which is great. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to take that call. Then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm doing that. So I guess I should take the call for someone else. But, um, you know, we, we really do our due diligence because when we bring someone on, when we bring a loan officer or a branch on to Animac, we want to make sure that they're going to be a good fit here. And, um, you know, I, it's sad that I, Unfortunately, I don't think every company is like that. And especially when times are tough, they just want as many bodies as they can get and get them in, get right. them in the door. But, um, you know, we really take our time to get to know someone. And then when they're here, you know, it's not like, okay, great. I got them. See you never. Right. You know, I make it a point to stay in front of them and, and have little touches and texts and emails and constantly be a point person if, if they have questions or don't know who to talk to, um, but it's that relationship building, just like right. anything. And I think I think when you establish that relationship, you don't want to just right. say goodbye. You know, you want to you want to um, have an active part in their right. success. Absolutely. So, so that's been fun to watch that's this year. Like, now, what are you seeing in your mortgage industry? 
right now? Right now, I mean, it's been a tough year. It's been a really tough year. But I think when you're surrounded by a team, when you have leadership, you know, it's it's really disheartening when I talk with people and they say, yeah, I haven't heard from my CEO all year long. I haven't heard from my my regional vice president all year. I know when things are scary and you don't know what to say. Sometimes people just retreat and flee. But it feels really good to be with an organization that constantly shows up, constantly is up for masterminding and and creating new ideas. And, um, you know, the last two years of the mortgage space where it was just refis for the taking and low-hanging fruit, sometimes people forgot about the relationships of their realtors. And again, no matter what industry someone's in, it is about the relationship. No matter how much technology takes over or what's going to happen going forward, it is about the relationship. So making sure that once our branch managers and loan officers are here, that we're not forgetting about them, that we're, you know, once we get married, that's when the true work begins, right? That's when we're making sure that we are, we're there for them. We're supporting, um, you know, what, where their strengths are, but then, you know, supporting where their weaknesses are and helping them, them fill in. And um, yeah, I mean, I think when you're talking with people all the time, that. That is key. key. And I like what you're saying, too, about when you interview or you're talking with someone to see, is it the right fit? Because there are people that I love and and it's fabulous, but we realize it's not the right fit, right? So, and then it doesn't work out. And then I feel like that's when you don't want to pick up that phone call. But the beauty and the magic when you're recruiting and building onto a team is picking the player's correctly, you know, to make them the stars, uh, making sure and that you see that it's an easy fit. I think that's overlooked. And it's just so important. People ask me all the time, I'm blessed. I have an incredible team, an incredible team. I wouldn't have success without them. But we work together, like the rules that apply for me apply for everyone else. You know, so like, I raised my daughter as a single mom, put her on the bus, took her off the bus. I was the class mom. I did go on all the field trips. So you think I'm not going to want that for everyone at the organization? Everybody has that. And this is way before now that there's so much virtual working. This was always, you want to yeah. put the put them on, take them off, make sure you're at every game, whatever you want, you know? So, um, and that's, you know, that our, our um, motto here, like I'm like faith, family funds. That's it. You know, if you work that way, it's, uh, it, it all works. It's like magic. It does. And it kind of keeps you in check. It keeps your focus. Exactly. Um, I remember hearing a story. Um, we were at a, there's a coaching group called the mortgage marketing animals and, um, their, their top tier is called the freedom club. And I was at a Freedom Club event, and I remember hearing one of them, and I don't remember his name, but I remember hearing this guy talk about he was a a top branch manager, loan officer, constantly working, created a beautiful life for his family. They had driven to Disney World, and he said, guys, you go in. I'm going to meet you there. I have to take this call. Well, of course, that call turned into another call, turned into another, and he had been in the car all day while his family was in Disney World. Now, what really got me was when he said, when his family got back to the car, he said it wasn't, this was a turning point for him. It wasn't the fact that his family was so angry with him. It was the fact that they weren't. 
And I just, I just got chills when I heard that. And it really put things into perspective because we can be making all this money, but for what, if we're not there to, to enjoy our family, to, to use our gifts for good. And, and it's, our kids don't care what's on our W2. They don't care. Right. They don't care what's on your tax returns. They care if you showed up to their game, like you said. They care if you put them on the bus. And sorry, sorry, kids, my kids, I didn't put you on the bus this morning. But I did some great, some great hair for my daughter, so it's fine. <laughs> right. But you know, like giving yourself the grace, but but to really take inventory of what's important in your life. And like even just jotting it down, what do you want for your life? What do you, you Dare to dream a little bit bigger. What do you want that right. to look like? And then back into that equation and figure out, okay, how can I get there? How can I how can I surround myself with people who will help me get there? Because I am a strong believer that iron sharpens iron. And we need to surround ourselves with people who are going to sharpen us and we're going to oh, sharpen yeah, them. I love that. And yet I always say my success that I've had is because of the circle. You know, you can have people that lift you up or lift you down or bring you down, right? So it's so true who you yeah. spend the most time with on your, you know, when you have time to away from the family, right? So it's so important mm-hmm. and exactly right about the the money. And sometimes it is that reality check, like for that person. I mean, that's scary. And it did give me chills because it's true. You can get in that. You're just like running and running and running and just bringing in the money. Yeah. And that's great. First, let's bring in the money. But I love money. Yeah. But let's bring it in and try. It's very hard to balance it all. And I think your word with consistency is great because make the habits. Look at your schedule. And if you have to schedule things for time for yourself or family time, then schedule it. Look, you know, but look at that yeah. calendar and make sure it's not a hundred hours of work or those. And we all, we all know, you know, I saw someone the other day with like, uh, they did a, they were on the stage and um, he had, he was just speaking. Right. And then he asked someone in the audience, can I have your phone? And he was, he almost said the same things, but he had the phone in his hand. Didn't even look at it, but it was the point of, do I have your attention? Do you think, I'm as powerful now or my conversation isn't the same right now because you think that someone is going to interrupt, that that is more important than you are. And, you know, this is something, listen, I'm working really hard on this. This is something. Girl, you are (laughs) speaking to me. I'm like, this is constant. It's actually a big source of contention with, you know, yep. me and my husband because he's like, you never put your phone down. I'm like, I'm never away, which, you know, it is a constant battle. We have to make sure that we we have that right. boundary. Boundaries are so big. And, yeah, we can we can be preaching it. But then, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. We all are. Right. But that's where grace comes in and we give ourselves that, okay, to know better is exactly. to do better. But, yeah, that's it powerful. Is, and it, it's interesting. Like, yeah. even when – I know. And again, I work for myself. I get it. Every call it could mean money, right? So I understand that. Yeah. But I also understand when I go out to dinner and when I'm with friends who do not have their phones on the table versus the friends who, and again, we put them down that they're, you know, with the 
the cover facing up that like that makes a difference. Yeah. So and you feel you feel it. So anyway, it's just something I'm working on that myself. I read, you know, um, the book Thrive, where Ariana Huffington, it talks about collapsing. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see it coming for me. <laughs> so I have to take these baby steps to try. But again, it's like just turning it on and off and everything else and consistency and habits. I got to uh, work on that a little myself. I know. You know, my um, uh, a good friend of mine, a colleague, Michelle, that I work with, she's so good at just holding up that mirror, you know, I think I'm good that I'm good for other people for that. But with ourselves, I'm like, oh, well, okay, I guess I need to take my own advice. But she is very good at helping me with that. And um, it, this is so simple, but she's like, Rachel, you just need to time block. And you you touched on that a little bit. But but I actually do this every day where, you know, I have that block four o'clock, pick up my kids from the bus. Doesn't happen all the time. No, because, you know, my husband's here too. So so he'll pick them up. But at least I have that block that I try not to block that, you know, and then same thing in the morning. It's um, eight to nine thirty focus time. So that's that's for family time. That's for me to just get my day organized in the middle of the day. I, I do the same thing so that I'm not I'm not cheating on myself. Does it happen where I have to use that time? Yeah. But, you know, to build that time out. Um, and if you're someone that lives by your Microsoft <laughs> Outlook calendar or your Calendly calendar, whatever it may be, um, or this crazy phone calendar, you know, um, I think I think that's a, a step in the right, right. direction. Helps yeah. a little. And I always say, and I believe this, I learned this maybe a couple of years ago where someone said to me, if you want to make more money, take more time off. And I said, that sounds cr-. It was a wealth advisor. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense to me <laughs> until I yeah. said, you know what? I'm going to start because sometimes you just work seven days a week, right? You're working on a project. It never ends. Yeah. And then I said, I have to take weekends off. I can't keep going like this. Crazy, right? And so you take that time off and then guess what? Things do pop in your head. And, you know, I try to have the notepad around. I'm a pen. I love my notebooks, my motivational little notebooks, binders all Mm -hmm. over the place, and I'll write it down. And then when you do go back, it's because you took off, you have all these brilliant ideas that come to you. So if you want to make more money, take some time off. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're more strategic with the time. It's like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to be um, going away. So I'm not going to leave this just waiting. I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that I prioritize. And you kind of a- attack your to-do list a right. little bit differently. Yeah. Now, let me ask you yeah. this. Yeah, Who smart. taught you about credit? Oh, girlfriend. You know, it's funny. Um, right. Nobody. No one. My dad was a registered investment advisory. He had his own RIA, finance guy. Um, And, you know, I grew up in the 80s, 90s when money was just falling out of the trees. And then all of a sudden I got to college and and, um, I think we did get a credit card. It was in my name and my dad's name, but I didn't know why I was doing it. And I talked to so many kids who just they don't get it. I don't know. I'm hopefully people are starting to be more aware of this and awake and they're starting to teach these very important things in high school and, and college. I would love to see that, but I don't think it's happening nearly it's enough. I finding am that? finding that I do think we are turning a little bit with 
adding some financial education to classrooms. There was something uh, FICO told me the other day about there are certain states that they're trying to add it into the high school before graduating. So I think that's fabulous. And, you know, to me, you know, my favorite four letter F word is FICO. So (laughs) I've been saying it for a long time. It's important. Right. Which is different than your credit score. It's not, you know, your, you know, right. Your three. Right. It's different. It is. So people think, oh, well, it says, well, it's not the same. And just like you, I mean, I wasn't taught about credit. Most people learn about credit from making a mistake. Yeah, right. And that's right. when I'm trying to change that with ha- talking about healthy credit. And also, money's not a bad thing. Credit's not a bad thing. It's just how do we use it the best way? And so I love asking yeah. that question because I'm waiting for someone. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet, Rachel, but I'm waiting for someone to say, oh, well, I was taught that, 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 that. So we'll see when that happens. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, and, you know, like we said, you, uh, who you surround yourself with is so important. And I feel like if you, uh, cause I have a colleague of mine who, when she was very young, I think in, in college, um, she had worked for a mortgage company. She was, uh, a junior loan partner or, you know, working her way to becoming a loan officer in college. And she was telling her friends, Hey guys, you need to get a credit card, pay it off every month, you know, just start building that credit. And they were like, we don't need to do that. Well, the ones that listened five, six years later have really thanked her for doing that because it, it helped them get into a home. Right. I know. And little things that you can do along the way to, to, to be, to, to be a grown up, to adult a little bit better, a little bit earlier. Right. That's key. Exactly. And again, we, I think we don't think about credit that, but we're using it every single day, wherever you live, it could be over your credit. Are you living in a house or an apartment, you know, and are you living in the apartment you want to or not because of your credit? Are you driving or using, you know, a, a train to get to work, Because whatever it may be? We're just always using credit and we're just yeah. not, we only think about it when we're swiping the card or when we need it. So it's interesting, right. but being with mortgages and recruiting and it's, you know, they're all married together. Yeah, they are. They are. Okay. I have a question for okay. you actually, because, you know, I, I have young kids, my, my son Colt, he's going to be 11 on Saturday and um, my daughter's eight. What would you um, recommend, you know, because I, I think about building credit maybe when you're in high school or college, but I guess it's never too early to start. But what would you recommend for people that have younger kids to help them start to build that credit? Is there something that, you know, a feather we can well, it's put in to start ta- to Yeah, help talking them? about it. So when they see you using credit, but also I was just talking about this the other day, like, let's say... If Colton gets um, birthday money or if he gets an allowance, I don't know. So if he collects his money and now you're out shopping, right? So let's say you're shopping and he wants something, but you're not buying that. You could just at that use that as an example and say, well, wait a minute. Just like I have a credit card, would you like to borrow the money? And start talking about credit in that way because they'll understand that, right? If you say you have the piggy bank at home, 50 bucks, this is 10. So when you can borrow it and that's like credit, you know, and for, and then I always say, you know, I try to talk to young kids saying, just like you have a report card, 
we have a financial report card. And so they can kind of understand, but if you let them borrow money, but bring in the credit. And so when they give it back, say you get paid on time. If you have to keep asking for it, you know, like, Hey, here's your late notice. Am I going to add an extra dollar to that? You know, or whatever in a fun way, just so they're learning, like say, this is how I pay my bills and since they're so little like that's that, so yeah, smart. that's how I would start it with little ones. So I hope that works. I, I love that because that's yeah. tangible. You know, that's sometimes these big ideas are like, I don't get it. Just pay with the plastic <laughs> thing, mom. It's like, well, it, get, it doesn't really work like that. We still have to pay right. the money for it. So don't be spending something and you don't, don't have. And don't think that college um, kids don't that. think that because you would be shocked if you knew how many people – that they're older, they get the credit card, they didn't understand, they pay it back. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, to me, I really sit there and I struggle with, you just thought for free, it was a gift, it was a bonus, you won it, I don't understand. But they didn't even know. They're like, well, I thought maybe, I guess someday. So even though your little boy is 11. (laughs) Yeah, someday it's going to be in about, oh, 30 days. Exactly, right? But Yeah. So it is something to talk about. It definitely is. Now, what is, now what's your number one tip that you want everyone to know about you and what you, what you share? What's your number one tip? Well, I mean, I think, gosh, just one, (laughs) how am I going to pick this one? Well, if there are loan officers out there, you know, I'm always looking to talk with loan officers or branch managers to, you know, understand how your business works. I love learning from people. I love learning what's working and what's not working. And of course, if you're thinking of making a change, um, would love to talk with you about Annie Mac. But, you know, for for people who are not in the mortgage space, um, take a take a dare and just bet on yourself and try something different and new because Honestly, I had a mortgage this time last year. I never thought I would be in the mortgage space. And I've had so many wonderful, wonderful conversations and created so many relationships. Um, I've gotten to travel a little bit this year. And I really feel like I've found a home within this company. And um, if if I was scared, which I was, um, if I was scared and said no, I, I wouldn't have had this. And I think we'd be we'd be struggling a little bit right now. But, you know, you can do it afraid. It's totally fine. Just smile and do it afraid and take a bet on yourself. And I think when you do that, you'll always end up on the the positive end of things. I agree completely. I always say I'm more afraid when I'm comfortable. I like being uncomfortable. When I'm uncomfortable, I know I'm growing. So I love that. Now, where does everyone find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on all the socials. Let's see on TikTok. I know, don't laugh. I actually think TikTok is really fun. Um, TikTok. I have a little Wizard of Oz obsession, so my TikTok handle is Yellow Brick Loan. Um, on Instagram, it's just Rach R A C H Tresh T R E S C H. LinkedIn, Rachel Tresh, Facebook, Rachel Tresh. Um, my podcast is LendingLeadership.com. Which you got to come on and, and oh, be a guest on that. my show Thank too. Thank you. We'll continue the convo, but awesome. But yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been great having you, and I'll have you back on. Thank you. This so is great. Much this for half me. hour went so fast. We're over the half hour. I, I can't did. even believe it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Okay, take we'll it talk easy. to you. Bye. 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 